Well, thanks for joining me again today. Let's begin with prayer as we talk about prayer. Lord, may your presence be real to us. May we hear your voice. May we be your children as you desire us to be. Teach us how to pray. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Geico has those famous old commercials, right? So easy, even a caveman can do it. And these days, the caveman is quite uh, insulted by such a thing. But if anything should be so easy that a caveman could do it, it ought to be prayer. I mean, if you think about it, prayer, it's so easy that a young child who's just learning to talk is taught to pray, to pray for meals, to pray before uh, she goes to bed. And yet, no matter how many miles you have on the tires, rare is the person who ever feels like they've actually become an expert in prayer. Okay, occasionally there are those people, but they have too much pride, right? Rare is the, is the humble person who feels like they really pray well. This month, we are encouraging people to focus, to offer focused intercessory prayers in a campaign that we're calling Awaken Nova, where we're challenging everybody who's part of New Life to join in daily prayer in interceding that God would move in Northern Virginia. There are hundreds of thousands of people who don't know Christ, hundreds of thousands of people who are facing sicknesses of loved ones and death of loved ones. Just this past week, and, and, and they're doing it either with or without God, just this past week, just a stunning kind of week. On, on, on Thursday, I got a text about a friend whose father-in-law had just passed away. He said his father-in-law was his best friend. They lived in, he lived in, in, with him and his wife for 16 years, that he had just been talking to his father, normal conversation at four o'clock in the afternoon. And about 20 minutes later, all of a sudden, the father-in-law has some, some uh, pain in his abdomen. They take him to the hospital. The hospital people say, oh, he's had an aortic aneurysm. By 1.30 in the morning, he's gone. And then I get, a couple of days later, I get a text that a fellow that I've coached baseball with, I coached his son, who's in his early 50s, um, that his wife walked in one, uh, I think it was Saturday afternoon, and and he was lying down on the couch, his hand was on chest, and he'd gone. He was gone, just like that. So I'm not, I, it, it's really not overly dramatic to say every day people are facing the realities of difficulties in life, whether it's grieving or the realities of facing eternity in a moment. There are literally millions of people within driving distance of New Life Christian Church who are facing all of that with uncertainty in relationship with God. And so we're praying to join together, say, pray, Lord, we can't do this. We aren't smart enough. We aren't capable. We don't have the abilities. We don't have the, the resources. God, it is more than we can see, but it's your will. And so Lord, would you do your will and make us your church? With that in mind, I'd like to share a few biblical principles for effective intercessory prayer that not exhaustive by any means. And I will begin with a question. When you pray, 
when somebody asks you, how's your prayer life? When you think about your own prayer life and prayer disciplines, how do you feel? Is your emotions joy? Are your emotions joy or guilt, peace or shame? You know, Philippians chapter four, verse six says, don't worry about anything and everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. Make your appeals, your intercessory prayers to God. And what's the result? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Paul says the the result of intercessory prayer in with us ought to be peace. Peace with God, inner peace. We ought to have thanksgiving as we present our requests to God. Notice Paul did not say the result of our prayers or thinking about our prayer life ought to be guilt or the feeling of I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it right. I don't pray enough. The result should be peace with God. Now, maybe you ought to feel a little bit of guilt about your prayer life. Maybe you are like the, in all the history of mankind, nobody has been a worse prayer person than you are. Okay, so deal with that that reality and God is calling you to change. However, the reality is most people, when they talk about their prayer disciplines, their prayer life with God, most people feel guilty. Most people, it doesn't produce peace, but inadequate, a sense of inadequacy. And this is especially interesting because when you look at the spiritual giants in Christian history, Often that's been the case for him. Luther, for instance. I mean, nobody had greater impact on, on Christianity in the last 2,000 years, well, the last 1,500 years than Luther himself, certainly, the last 500 years. And yet when Luther talked about prayer, he, he always felt inadequate in his prayers. He always felt a sense of disappointment and guilt. Somehow, I don't think that's what God intends. I say this to kind of relief, a, a relieve a little pressure on us. My encouragement is don't let Satan convict you with false guilt because your prayer disciplines are less than perfect, or the prayers that you offer are not as mature as you think they ought to be, or you're afraid you aren't doing it the right way or saying the right things. Can we all do better? Absolutely. But we can grow without false guilt. In fact, false guilt holds us back. We ought to learn because God is leading us forward, not because we just feel like failures for the past. In other words, when you focus your prayers, don't focus on you and your prayers. Don't focus on your inadequacy. Don't focus on your worry. Am I doing this right? Am I doing this the best that I can? Is God going to hear me? You focus on God, not your imperfections. Remember Paul's words again in Philippians 6, don't worry about anything. And I think that even includes don't worry about imperfection in your prayers because he says in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to god our prayers ought to be a time of thanksgiving not a time of guilt and shame and you know self-flagellation
Next, intercessory prayer, I think, is effective when we pray for others from the heart in a way that is deeply sincere. In other words, God knows your heart when you pray. God knows your heart better than you know your heart, which is a wonderful thing as long as, as well as a scary thing. Aren't you glad he's gracious? But don't think that God is somehow going to be impressed then with lofty language or spiritual sounding cliches. Talk to God like you're a child talking to a father who deeply loves. Pray from the heart to a father who loves you and wants to hear you. Now, pray for others in detail. That's another thing I would encourage you for um, intercessory prayer. There's something about specific requests that make our requests more meaningful for us. It's not like the more specific, our, God's not going to answer our prayers unless we pray them perfectly and specifically enough. But the Bible comp actually compares in the Old Testament our prayers to incense that was being offered in in the, in the in the sanctuary in the in the in the um, tabernacle, that God loves our prayers, He says, and they're like handfuls of finely ground fragrant incense. Uh, Leviticus sixteen twelve. In other words, finely ground. Allow God to speak to your mind, and 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 sometimes the best thing to do is just to, before you pray, to say, God, how do you want me to pray? You know, often before I'm asked to pray in public or pray for somebody else, say I'm in a, in a, uh, praying for somebody who's sick or praying for somebody who's in need, I will stop for a second and say, okay, God, I, I don't even know how to pray. Help me know what to pray. So be specific. Next, I think specific prayer is more thoughtful prayer. Rather than just saying, God bless everybody, you know, Pray, God, you know, bless my son as he faces this test. Lord, my friend is going through this specific crisis. You know that. Please send somebody to help. Let him know that you're close in some way. Making a prayer list, again, I'm going to talk about this, it can also help in to remember in detail. Maybe you put that present and you pray for the specific things that you want to pray for that person. It can help it be more. The point is sincerity in prayer. Um, and, and the more specific that we are, sometimes the more sincere our prayers can be. Prayer, pray regularly for others as well. Sometimes when you really want something with all your heart and you don't get it quickly, it's easy to stop. You know, you, you, you really want that job, but you don't get it in a day or two. And so you just kind of stop. But if you really want to get a job and you're thinking about what do you do? You, you think about the job, you apply for the job, you make a plan for pursuing the job, you follow up with your application. You don't just think about the job and if you don't get it, quit. In the same way, when you want something in prayer, when you're seeking God something, keep praying. Jesus told the story of the persistent widow who went to the judge 
and kept asking and kept asking and kept asking. And the judge was an unjust judge. He wasn't even a good judge. But the judge said, not because I'm a good person or just, but just because you keep asking, I'm going to answer. And Jesus said that not so that we will manipulate God or think that we can, but to encourage us, don't give up in prayer. When people matter to you, it's not too much to keep praying for them daily. God, give my child strength. Provide for my child friends today. God, protect my, my son who's a soldier from all harm today. God, how can I reach my friend? Help me to have that conversation this week. Show me the way. Give me the word. And you just, but you don't just stop. You just keep praying over and over and over again. I think that's what the Bible means. What it says in James chapter six, chapter five, verse 16, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. Fervent prayer is regular. It's intense. It's repeated. Next, prayer, pray for others being open to how God may want you to be an answer to your own prayer. I think about the story of the Good Samaritan when you have the priest and the Levite who see the man who's been who's beaten up and bloodied on the side of the road and they just pass by. I imagine that these guys have been to the temple or they're on their way to the temple and at the temple they will pray that God will be a great God, that God will help the sick and help those who are in danger. But when given the opportunity to actually be the hands of God in that moment, they just pass by. They are guess too spiritual to think that they may be an answer to their own prayer. So when you pray, ask God, is there something that I can do? Is there a card I can send, an email that I need to send? Is there a visit I need to make? Is there some way that I need to serve? Lord, do you have a role in me, for me, in this? Next, I would say prayer lists help. I've mentioned this a couple of times. But if you're in a group, one great way to start your prayer list is what are people in your group asking for prayer? And then you can look at that every day. Excuse me. And it's kind of interesting. Just this morning, I was looking back over the previous month's prayer requests of, of people in my groups and thinking all that they've got through and all that they've been requesting. You know, like how one had their, said, hey, pray my mom is going for surgery. Hey, my pray. Uh, my mom is going to hospice. Hey, pray for our family. My mom's passed away. Hey, pray for us. You know, I, I need to, uh, I'm the one who's in charge of settling all of the estate. And, you know, just pray specifically how important it is that we walk with each other in that. You know, I learned this from watching my parents and grandparents. You know, even in the, in the last years of my grandfather's life, I remember seeing him in the morning as something that I'd seen my grandparents do, my parents do. Um, he'd get up in the morning. Um, and now when my grandparents were living in their own place, they had their prayer list right there by their breakfast room, in their breakfast room by their breakfast table. And they would go through that prayer list before they eat breakfast. My grandfather in the last years, he had a prayer list and and. The first thing he would do in the morning, he'd go sit in his chair and go through that prayer list. Often those were people that um, that he knew that needed prayer, people that he knew from his old church, sometimes with missionaries or ministries. Often it was, usually it was family, an extended family. Sometimes it included things like national leaders or, or national challenges for our nation. Here's what, make a list. And... And go through that list 
regularly and ask God, what's the best way here for me to pray? Finally, the thing I would say is pray the Psalms. The Psalms are given for us, I believe, as prayer. Psalms are kind of lyrics for Old Testament worship Psalms, but they are wonderful prayer prompts for us as well. Give us ideas for intercessory prayer. Let me just give you a few, for instance. Psalm 28, 9, the prayer is, save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also and bear them up forever. Touch shepherd your people. Psalm 4, verse 1, hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have relieved me from my distress. Have mercy on me. Hear my prayer. Psalm 122, the first prayer, by the way, that we, we pray on every Monday, it's a prayer for yourself. God, lead me, show me. The prayer, uh, when, when, Psalm 122, verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. So we pray for our nation. We pray for the church. Psalm 80, verse 7, restore us. God of hosts, cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. God, renew our hearts for you. Renew your church. Renew your people. Save us. Psalm 20 verses 1 through 4. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of Jacob's God protect you. You know, God answer us. God protect us. May he send you help from the sanctuary. God send us help from your very throne room. Sustain and sustain you from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you what your heart desires and fulfill your whole purpose. God, would you give us our desires of our heart, what we really desire deeply? Would you do your purposes in our lives? I hope this helps you think about how can I pray intercessory prayers that are meaningful and effective. I hope it encourages you to join us in Awaken Nova. See, the reality is learning to pray, I think, is kind of not unlike learning most things. It's not unlike learning to ride a bike. You can take all kinds of classes on how to ride a bike, but if you really want to learn how to ride a bike, you got to get on the bike and you got to be willing to fall over sometimes. My few thoughts that I offer here today and last time, I hope maybe offer some training wheels that give you maybe a little bit more stability, maybe some confidence in getting started. But ultimately, you have to just jump on the bike and do the best you can, be willing to be imperfect, fall down, and know that God's going to pick you up and carry you forward. Talk with God like you're talking to somebody who loves you more deeply than you can ever imagine. Because his promise is James 4, 8, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. God, I thank you that you hear our prayers, that you invite us to offer our prayers to you, that you invite us into conversation with you. How many times we have conversations with people and we wonder if they really care? Or we have conversations and people get distracted by their worries of the past, their concerns for the future, their phones, whatever. And I thank you, Lord, that you never get distracted when we talk to you, that you are one who sticks closer to, to than a brother who promises that if we will draw near to you, you draw near to us. God, hear our prayers and awaken Nova.
draw us close to you and to each other through Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us.